then the author, Imam al-Barbahari, rahimahullah, continues with his continuation of point six, what occurs here in the uh, authorized Saudi edition, volume one, page 102, in the unauthorized Egyptian editions, different pages, that the author, rahimahullah ta'ala, said, Fanzur, rahimakallah, كُلَّ مَنْ سَمِئْتَ كَلَامَهُ مِنْ أَهْلِ زَمَانِكَ خَاصَّةً فَلَا تَعْجَلَنَّ وَلَا تَدْخُلَنَّ فِي شَيْءٍ مِّنْهُ حَتَّى تَسْأَلَ وَتَنْظُرَ هَلْ تَكَلَّمَ فِيهِ أَحَدٌ مِنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم أو أحد من العلماء فإن أصبت فيه أثرا أنهم فتمسك به ولا تجاوزه لشيء ولا تخسر عليه شيئا the saying of Imam al-Barbahari so examine may Allah have mercy upon you so examine may Allah have mercy upon you the speech of everyone you hear from in your time in particular so do not act in haste and do not enter into anything from it until you ask and see did any of the companions of the Prophet وسلم, speak about it or anyone from the scholars so if you find a narration about it from them then cling on to it and do not go beyond it for anything and do not give preference to anything over it and thus fall into the fire Sheikh Fazan, he said in explanation, do not be hasty regarding that which you hear from the people, particularly in later times. And the large number of people who speak and give rulings and who stand to give knowledge and speak and particularly with the new development in information media that it is now the case that everyone talks foolishly and speaks in the name of knowledge and in the name of the religion even the people of misguidance and the deviated and misguided sects they now speak in the name of the religion on satellite channels so the danger is very great so it is upon you O Muslim and O student of knowledge in particular to verify and that you verify and that you are not hasty in taking everything that you hear. Alaykabit tathabbut. It is upon you to verify and to be aware who is the one who said this thing and where did this idea come from and then what is its basis? So Shaykh mentioned two things here. 
Firstly, that you become aware, you hear something, with regard to the deen. Firstly, that you verify. Who is the person who said this? Where did, where did this thing come from? Where did this idea come from? Then he said, and then, what is its basis? And its proof from the book and the sunnah. Then, where did this person study? The person who said it. Where did he study? And who did he take knowledge from? So these matters require verification. Sheikh mentioned that three levels of verification require when you hear anything about the religion. These matters require verification, particularly in this time. So we do not accept every saying that anyone says, even if he speaks well and speaks eloquently and speaks abundantly and attracts, pe- attracts people's hearing. Do not be taken in by it until you look and see the extent of the knowledge and understanding of the religion that he has. And don't be taken by those affairs. He can speak well, speak eloquently, speak a lot, a great deal. Sounds very flashy to people's ears. So do not be taken in until you see what is the extent of what he has from knowledge and understanding of the religion. For it may be the case that a person's speech may be little, but he is a person of understanding of the religion. And it may also be the case that a person's speech may be, may be plentiful, but he is a jahil, an ignorant one, who has nothing from fiqh, knowledge and understanding of the religion. Rather, he just has sihrul kalam, magical speech, enchanting speech, so that he fools the people and gives the false impression that he is a scholar, a person of knowledge, and that he is a person of understanding, and that he is a thinker, fakir, and the like of that, so that the people are taken in. And he takes them away from the haq, from the truth, away from the truth by his speech. Sheikh said, so what is counted is not the amount of speech and being able to rumble on. Rather what is counted is what it contains with regard to ilm, with regard to knowledge. And what it contains with regard to ta'fil, being based upon correct principles. And it may be the case with speech that it is little, it's only a small amount. But it is correctly based upon correct principles. This will be more beneficial. This will be far more beneficial than abundant speech, which is just lengthy and from which no benefit can be taken, except a little.
and this is the situation in our time where speech is abundant and knowledge is scarce speech is abundant and knowledge is scarce the reciters are many and the people of knowledge and understanding the fuqaha are few in number and fiqh, knowledge and understanding of the religion does not come about by being able to speak a great deal or to recite a great deal or being, being able to speak well or being able to word things well then Sheikh Fazan quotes some famous lines of poetry he said, the poet said في زخرف القول تزيين لباطلي والحق قد يعتريه سوء تعبيري تقول هذا مجاد النحل تمدحه وإن تشاء قلت ذا قيء الزنابير The slide of poetry can be very roughly translated as Embellished speech Speech which has been falsely adorned It's not good speech but it's been made to look good Made to look sound It's something good Falsely adorned speech may make its falsehood seem attractive whereas the truth may suffer as a result of being badly expressed so you may say this is the spittle of the bees if you want to praise it but if you want it you could say it is the vomit of flying insects which sting in the poetry referring to the Sheikh of Faith, referring to honey. If you want to speak about honey, if you want to praise it, you can say it's some spittle that comes out of the mouth of bees. But the very same substance, if you want, if you chose to speak in blame of it, make it look bad, you could say this is the vomit of stinging, of stinging insects that fly. It's the same thing you're talking about. The Sheikh said, explaining these lines of poetry, if you wish to praise honey, al-asal, if you wish to praise honey, you can say this is mujajun nahal something put out from the mouth of the bee but if you want to blame it if you want to rebuke it speak against it then you can say this is vomit instead of saying it's spittle something coming out of the mouth you can say it's vomit and instead of a nahal a bee you can say a zanabir a hornet or a stinging insect that flies but you're talking about the same thing as how you word it you want to praise it, you say this. You want to speak against it, you could say that. So establishing that principle. And the Sheikh said, So the eloquent person, he can turn the truth into falsehood. He can make the truth look like falsehood. And falsehood look like the truth. By means of his eloquence. So beware of this. So beware of this, this fact. <coughs> and therefore the Prophet ﷺ, he warned against the person who is very eloquent in speech, the one who moves his tongue around just in the manner in which the cows move their tongues around. Because when they're chewing, they could, the cow moves its tongue in this way, that way, chewing. 
So he said the Prophet warned against the person who moves his tongue around just as the cows move the tongue around. And they mention in a footnote here this narration is reported by Imam Ahmad in his Musnad and by Ibn Abi Shaybah and by Abu Dawood and the Tirmidhi and others besides as a hadith as a hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said إن الله يبغض البليغ من الرجال الذي يتخلل بلسانه كما يتخلل البقرة بلسانها that Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said Allah hates those men who are eloquent the one who moves his tongue around just as the cow moves its tongue around at Tirmidhi said about this narration it is Hassan Gharib to the single singular chain of narration but it's Hassan and it was declared Sahih, uh, authentic by Abu Hatim in his book Al-Ilal and again as a side point Shaykh al-Albani in As-Sahiha number 880 declared this hadith Sahih, authentic then Shaykh al-Fawzan said after mentioning a person who is very eloquent moving his tongue around just as a cow does that the Prophet he said he warned against this one and he said إِنَّ مِنَ الْبَيَانِ لَسِحْرًا that from speech from eloquent speech there is magic or enchantment some speech is like magic or some speech enchants in a footnote they mentioned this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih and you'll find it there the hadith 5146 and 5767 as a hadith of Abdullah ibn Umar also reported by Muslim as a hadith of Ammar ibn Yasir that some speech is like magic Sheikh Razan said meaning it, had, it enchants the people's hearing it's like performs magic it acts like magic from the hearing of the people. Then Shaykh Fazan moves on, he said, his saying, Fanzur Rahimakallah, oh, he repeats his saying, Fanzur Rahimakallah, Kulla man samitta kalamahu min ahli zamanika khasatan, falata ajalanna, walata nikulanna fi shayim minhu. He said, So look and examine, may Allah have mercy upon you at the speech of everyone whom you hear from in your time in particular do not be hasty and do not enter into anything from it Sheikh Fazan said this was at the time of the author of Imam al-Barbahari who lived over a thousand years ago this was at the time of the author and the author was almost at the same time as Imam Ahmad because he was one of the students of his students and that's what he said about his time so how about these times he said 
He says, do not be hasty in accepting the speech of the people of your time until you verify it. Sheikh said, so where is this in comparison to this time of ours now? I mean, a thousand years after. So where is this speech of the author here? What about if that was the case at that time? What about in this time then? The time of desires and the time of ignorance and the time when the different parts of the world are all mixed together to the extent that fit and trials and tribulations and evils and ideas arise and surge like waves and the enemy wants to turn the religion upon its head he wants us to follow him and to impose his ideas upon us and to impose his politics upon us and that's what the time that we're living in now Therefore, it is upon us to check this affair carefully and to withhold from many affairs. Stop, withhold, we've got many affairs, that's what's upon us now. And to turn attention to seeking to understand the speech of Allah and the speech of His Messenger and to acquire knowledge and understanding of the religion of Allah, the mighty and majestic. That's what's upon us. So al-fiqh, knowledge and understanding of the religion, contains a protection from fitan, trials and tribulations. And al-fiqh means al-fahm, understanding of the religion means. And a person may have memorized a great deal but he does not have faham, he does not have understanding. May be the case, not always the case, but it may be the case. He doesn't memorize a great deal, but he does not have understanding, faham. So therefore he and the common person are just the same. And the person has memorized a great deal, but he doesn't understand any of it. He's actually just the same as a common person in that regard. Neither of them understand the knowledge. He has it, but he doesn't understand it. He doesn't even have it. So they're the same then. Indeed, the common person may be better than him. In that he withholds, he at least withholds. And the common person at least he thinks, I'm not a person of knowledge, I can't speak about this much, I'll just keep quiet. But the person who's got a great, who's memorized a great deal, he might think, oh, I've got a great deal of knowledge, I'll speak about this matter. So Sheikh said, so this person who has memorized a great deal, but he does not understand, may be the same as a common person. Indeed, the common person may be better because he withholds, he withholds himself and he recognizes his own ignorance whereas this one does not realize that he is actually an ignorant person therefore the matter is not just memorizing a great amount or speaking a great deal the matter is a matter of fiqh, understanding and therefore he sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said for this reason, Allah's Messenger said, Perhaps a person who has something conveyed to him may comprehend it better 
because I'm the one who heard it originally. Perhaps someone who has something to convey to him may understand it or may comprehend it better than the one who actually heard it. You know, the first person heard it, he conveyed it to the second person. It can be the case that the one it's conveyed to, he understands it better than the first one who first heard it. In a footnote, they mention this hadith is reported by Al-Bukhari in his Sahih. And they give some numbers here which don't really match up with the, with the Arabic too much. You can find it in Al-Bukhari, it's hadith number 67, and a number of other places, and amongst them, hadith number 700, or rather hadith number 7,447, and reported by Muslim, hadith 1,679, and it's hadith of Abu Bakr, anhu. And the wording is that of Al-Bukhari. Perhaps one who has something to say to him will be better understanding or will be better comprehending than the one who heard it. Sheikh Fawzan said, So a person may memorize something and transmit and narrate, and yet there may be someone there who understands it, who understands it better than he does. And Shaykh Fazan quotes the second uh, hadith, Rubba Hamili Fiqhin wa huwa ghayru faqih. Saying of Allah's Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there may be a person who conveys knowledge of the religion, but he does not comprehend it. It may be the case that a person conveys some knowledge of the religion, but he is not one who comprehends. In a footnote, they mention this hadith is reported by Ahmad in his Musnad and Abu Dawood and the Tirmidhi and the Darimi and Ibn Hibban as a hadith of Zayd ibn Thabit radiallahu anhu. Tirmidhi said the hadith is Hassan and Abu Abu Sayri said it's Sahih, authentic. And as a side point, Shaykh Rabani declared this hadith Sahih, likewise in the check of Abu Dawood, declared it Sahih, authentic. There may be a person who conveys convey knowledge of the religion but he is not one who comprehends it. Sheikh Razan said, explaining, he is a carrier, he is a bearer of the knowledge and a transmitter of it. However, he is not a faqih. He is not one who has understanding of it. So fiqh, knowledge and understanding of the religion is a gift from Allah, which Allah gives to whomever he wishes from his servant. However, if he utilizes it properly and advances it, meaning Allah gives that gift to someone, then what does he do with regard to that gift? He said, if he utilizes it properly and advances it, causes it to grow, then he will benefit from it. But if he neglects it, it will be lost. It will be lost. And he moves on with the saying of the Imam, He's saying, فَلَا تَعْجَرَنَّ وَلَا تَدْخُنَنَّ فِي شَيْءٍ مِّنْهُ حَتَّى تَسْأَلَ وَتَنْظُرَ هَلْ تَكَلَّمَ فِيهِ أَحَدٌ مِّنْ أَصْحَابِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ So do not be hasty and do not enter into anything from it until you ask and look did anyone from the companions of the Prophet وسلم, speak with it? Shaykh Fazan said this is a tremendous wasiyah. This is a tremendous piece of advice. If some speech pleases you, 
regarding the religion. If you hear some speech that sounds pleasing to you with regard to the religion, then apply this principle here. And he said, as for speech about the affairs of the dunya, about the affairs of this world, then that is, an, that is not the topic under discussion here. But rather, if some speech with regard to the religion seems pleasing to you, then don't be hasty until you examine it. Is it founded upon something true and upon proof? Or is it just from the person's own head and his own thinking? For if it is, then it is just water, it is just scum, like the scum which is carried on the top of flood water. Utrukum, leave it in that case. Just from somebody's own opinion on, on top of his head, or leave it. But otherwise, if it is founded and based upon the book and the sunnah, then it is true. So therefore, do not be hasty in taking speech without restraint, even if it seems pleasing to you in its fine manner of speaking and its eloquence and its forcefulness and in the style of address. Do not be hasty about it until you examine and you test it against the book and the sunnah and you examine and see who said it is he a person of knowledge and understanding a faqih or not a person of knowledge and understanding until you ask the people of knowledge about him and you see or until you ask the people of knowledge about it and until you ask the people of knowledge about it this matter and you look and see did anyone from the Salaf, the predecessors, say it? Or did they not say it? And this, the Sheikh said, Sheikh Fazan said, this is something I have warned against many times. That I say, do not introduce ijtihadat, personal deductions, and opinions, and sayings, and wordings, which you have not been preceded upon. The Sheikh, we've seen in other works of the Sheikh, the Sheikh warning against the like of this. Saying, Even if something seems you get an idea, you're reading something, you get an idea yourself, don't introduce that into the deen. Don't speak with it. So that's what I've warned against many times. Do not introduce personal deductions and opinions and sayings and wordings which you have not been preceded upon. Nobody before you have said this thing, don't say it. He said, take as your example the Salaf and the speech of the Salaf. And if you say, or if you see, or they said, if you bring something which you have no one who precedes you upon it, then it will be something odd and strange. And it's danger will be far more than its benefit. You said something now, which you don't have anyone from the Salaf said this thing. Sounds fine to you, but you say it. She said it will be something odd and strange. And its danger will be greater than its benefit. Any benefit in it, its danger is going to be greater. The Sheikh said, So the speech of the companions is the balance. 
because they were the students of the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam their sayings are looked to with regard to an ayah how did they explain it? and with regard to a hadith how did they explain it? so you take from their sayings and from their explanation because they were closer to the truth they will be closer to the truth than anyone who came after them because they were students of the Messenger and they heard the interpretation and the explanation from the Messenger and they took knowledge directly from him so they will be the people who are closest to the truth and no weight is to be given to the same of those people who say the companions are not to be counted they were men and they had their own opinions and we are men and we have our thoughts times change and the said no, no weight is given to the like of that nonsense saying so they, we don't count the companions they, they lived in their time they're, they're, they're all men they have their opinions and we are, we are men we have our opinions for our time times change so there's no weight no ibra <coughs> is to be given to the like of that speech he said, so the religion remains and will remain until the hour is established. And it, the religion, does not change with the changing times. It covers every time and place. What changes is only ijtihadat, <coughs> al-bashariya, human deduction, which may sometimes be wrong and sometimes correct you know people people that deduction and what the people deduce as being correct that can change sometimes be right sometimes be wrong as for the deen the religion itself then it does not change because it is suitable for every time and every place because it was sent down from Hakim in Hamid one who is all wise deserving of all praise And therefore, they used to advise and say, "Alaykum bil kitabi wa sunnah bi fahmi salaf salih." That they used to say, "Adhere to the book and the sunnah with the understanding of the pious predecessors." Do not introduce an understanding from yourself or from the later people. And Shaykh Razan moves on again. He said. He's saying, to be stopped and see, did anyone from the companions speak about it? Or anyone from the ulama, the people of knowledge, the scholars. Sheikh said, meaning, did anyone from the scholars who are counted say it? From the imam who proceeded upon the way of the companions of the Messenger, sallallahu alayhi wasallam they were the ones who narrated from the companions and the companions were the ones who narrated from the messenger from Allah alayhi wasallam he's saying فَإِنْ أَصَبْتَ فِيهِ أَثَرًا عَنْهُمْ فَتَمَسَّكْ بِهِ he's saying so if you find a narration from them about it then cling on to it Shaykh Fazal said if you find if you find it being in agreement 
with their saying, then cling on to it. Something being said now, it agrees with what the Salah said, cling on to it. His saying, and do not go beyond it for anything. Shafazan said, and do not go beyond this, the speech of the Salah. For, an, uh, for the opinion of so-and-so and so-and-so from those who came after them. He's saying, وَلَا تَخْتَرْ عَلَيْهِ شَيْئًا النَّارِ And do not prefer anything over and above it and thus fall into the fire. Sheikh Barzan said, and do not prefer over it or do not prefer over what came from the seller, anything. from that which the later people brought such that you fall into the fire because you have gone against the path leading to paradise and the path of paradise is what they were upon and of course those people who and of course the ayah, part of the ayah the path of paradise is what they were upon those people who alladheena an amallahu alayhim من النبيين والصديقين والشهداء والصالحين وحسن أولئك رفيقة سورة النساء بفور سورة آية 69 The path to paradise is what those people upon those with the explanation whom Allah bestowed favor upon from the Prophet and the, the true and truthful followers of the Prophet and the martyrs and the righteous people and what a fine companionship they are Sheikh said this is the path to paradise and whatever conflicts with it is a path leading to the fire and Allah the majestic and most high says وَأَنَّ هَذَا فِرَاطِي مُسْتَقِيمًا فَاتَّبِعُوهُ وَلَا تَعْتَبِعُوا السُّبُلَ فَتَفَرَّقَ بِكُمْ أَنْ تَبِيلِي to an'am the sixth surah by 153 with the explanation and this is my straight path so follow it and do not follow the multiple paths for they will cause you to split away from his path Sheikh Barzan said Allah's path is one but as for other than it then it is many paths every devil has a path and he has a path on each path there will be devils from mankind and from the jinns so there are many different paths which will throw the person who follows them into confusion but as for the straight path and it is one it does not contain any disagreement and you you will never become lost if you follow it alhamdulillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam